Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire. I'm Seth Coons, joined by Nathan Simcoe, Cal Hubner, joining shortly. Nathan, how are you doing today? Phenomenal. Glad to hear it. Also joining the show today, Olivia Fandel and Grayson Mirabili. Guys, how are we doing? I'm good. Great. All right, we're going to head uh, straight into this interview. As we said, Kyle Hubner will be joining shortly when we get ready to break down baseball and softball. And also joining to talk about the softball team today is Nellie Weller. But first, we will talk about the girls' soccer team, uh, Grayson. Recently, you reached the 100-goal mark. What was it like uh, in that moment, scoring that goal? Um, It was a lot of fun because all of my teammates and everyone was very happy for me. So it was really fun to, like, enjoy that experience with them. So 100 goals, obviously you've been playing soccer for a long time. What has your journey with soccer kind of looked like? What teams have you played for? How's it kind of filtered all the way to the high school level? Um, Well, I started playing since I was like four. I played at the Y for a while and then I moved to Sasa and I've been there pretty much ever since. I've still been playing club with them up to this year. So yeah. Olivia, kind of the same question over to you. Where did you get your start in soccer? What's your uh, soccer course kind of looked like over the years? I started at the Y like Grayson and then I went to Integrity until they kind of shut down and then I moved to Sasa. And then once high school started, I took a break and then this year I went back to Sasa. So you've played both with Integrity and Sasa. Were there any big differences between the uh, two clubs? Sasa was a lot more competitive and more organized than Integrity, but both were great like organizations to play for. So, so far this season, you guys have played a total of 11 games. Max Preps lists the record at 6-4-1, but through this season, there's been a lot of rainouts, a lot of uh, bad weather through the central Illinois area. So has it been harder to get into a groove than it would be, you know, if maybe the weather had been better for you guys? There was one point where we lost a couple games in a row and we hadn't played a game like that was when one of our cancels were. So I think it has been a little bit of a struggle to like not have outside practices and games like constantly. But I think as we've been progressing, it's been getting better and we're all getting better together. So now, Olivia, you see it all uh, from that coaching standpoint. Your dad's the coach of the team. You go home and you see all of the thought process. So. Has his process kind of changed with having to move the practices indoors back to outdoors to all these cancellations to the rescheduling? Um, I think it has changed a little bit just to the fact that he has like he'll have a practice plan and then he'll have to change it. And just due to the fact that indoors we can only do so much, I think it has affected. But most of the time he tries to keep it as same as he can. So taking a look at the upcoming conference schedule, you've played one conference game this season against uh, Pleasant Plains. Lost that game 3-0, to zero, but you guys have a chance to see Plains up to two more times this season. What would you say you've taken from that first matchup that you'll use later in the season if you see him again? Um, I think it's given us a little more motivation because this week we did play North Mac also. So that was a conference game, and we went out and won that one 5-1. And I think that all like it gave us all more motivation to like want to win those conference matches and want to get better. So would you say that the win against North Mac getting that first conference win is a big confidence builder for this group? 
Yeah, I think so, because I think once we start to play our other conference matches, it'll be evenly matched like that game. And so I think we can, like, build off of that game. Um, what kind of adjustments do you think you guys need to make against, like, a team like Pleasant Plains that you guys dropped to earlier in the season? Um, I think we just need to meet their levels of intensity. That way we have more of a chance other than, like, being, oh, this is Plains and, like, kind of dropping down knowing – that we may lose. So the next conference game is against Athens. Uh, Athens comes into this game 12-1. and Is there a little bit extra motivation going in against a team that's only got one loss on the year? Yeah, I think that brings a lot more motivation for us because we've obviously played them in the past and those have been pretty good, like, matched games. And so we want to continue those, like, winning, winning against Athens and... Just kind of keeping on track with the Sangmo Conference. Olivia, would you say the level of competition in the Sangmo helps prepare you for the playoffs in soccer? Um, I think it does. We have some good competition here and there. We have some evenly matched games and some that are above that challenge us a little. So I do think it does help us prepare. We're kind of working towards the end of this interview here. Both of you guys are seniors this season. So, Grayson, what's a good senior season goal that you have for uh, this team? Um, I think a lot of us, like on my team, not just me included, we kind of want to win regionals at least, like in those playoff games. Because in the past, we've kind of fallen apart in our regional championship games and we weren't able to win those. So I think if we were able to win one this like last season for me and Olivia, then it would be really fun and good to experience together. I agree with that a lot. I think another thing that like we can work towards is like coming together as a team. We are a very young team. So I think just getting like to work with them and help them grow is something that we can also work towards. Now, Olivia, you talk about the youngness uh, of this team. Grayson talked about winning a regional. How big do you think winning a regional would be to this program and its growth over the next couple of years? I think it would cause a lot of growth and I think it would be very good to have that like under our belt with how young we are we have a lot of freshmen playing sophomores playing up and we don't really have enough for a JV team so it does give all those girls some like experience at that level. Now Grayson she talked about the freshmen and the sophomores uh, throughout the program how important is it that you get a couple more of those freshmen and sophomores to kind of step into those leadership positions as the season goes on? Um, I think it's pretty important. Like me and Olivia, we've been playing varsity since our freshman year. So we were able to like see how the seniors like run it and how they get the younger kids more experienced and the coaches like get those kids experienced too. And once you like can see how the, our program is like run and everything, then it's easier to step up into those positions and you're able to help out and help lead more. All right, I think that's going to do it for this interview. We're going to start talking about the girls' upcoming schedule. Uh, this week, the girls have three games on the slate, uh, weather permitting. On Tuesday, they play Athens away. Uh, then they return home on Wednesday the 13th against Litchfield. And then on Saturday, they head to Peoria to take on the Peoria Christian Chargers. Guys, thanks for coming on. All right, uh, interview has finished up here. We'd like to once again thank Grayson Mirabli and Olivia Fandel for coming on, and we welcome Kyle Hubner to the table. Kyle, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Well, guys, uh, let's get right into discussing some Williamsville Lady Bullets soccer. 
The Williamsville Lady Bullets are on a win streak of two. They beat North Mac in conference play 5-1. to one. That is where Grace Mirabile scored her 100th goal. And then they beat Carlinville 8-1. to one. So, Kyle, it feels like this team's kind of getting on a roll. How do you see their next week of games going as they take on 12-1 Athens on Tuesday? 12 and 1? That's a tough one. I I don't know. You know, we'll have to see. I haven't really followed the soccer team, you know, all that well. I mean, I I know a little bit here and there. But uh I you know what? Go out there and get a dub against Athens and uh prove prove that you're one of the best teams in the Sangamo and uh Athens is obviously good if they're 12 and 1. So that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, I, I I've talked, I mean, obviously during that interview, they said that Athens and themselves match up pretty well and um, so I think that Athens, um, they've played some teams that, you know, Williamsville has beaten as well. So I think that uh, Athens and Williamsville will probably match up pretty well. Yeah, the Athens uh, defense has played really well this season. All season, they've played 13 games. They've allowed four goals. So they're doing something right. And, four, and three of the four of those goals came in their last game against St. Teresa, which they lost 3-2. to two. And St. Teresa is a team that Williamsville has played. Williamsville beat St. Teresa 8-4 uh, to four in their matchup. So definitely some things to look at there. But no, I think that uh, Athens has played really well this season. They've picked up wins against the Lutheran, Auburn, uh, they they just haven't allowed a lot of goals. They've shut a lot of teams out. The only two teams to score on them all season have been Gillespie, who scored one goal, and then uh, St. Teresa, who scored three. So what do you think the Williamsville offense has to do to come out hot against this uh, Athens Warriors team? Yeah, I mean, they got to feed Grayson Robley. I mean, she just got her, you know, 100th, so I keep going, you know. She's been, you know, so good this year, and, for her entire high school career. So I think she's definitely the key player on this offense. Um, just now to take a look at the offensive stats for the Williamsville Bullets. Taking a look at the goals scored, uh, Grayson Mirabile has scored 22 of the 32 goals this season for the Williamsville Bullets. Now, during boys' soccer season, we kind of saw the same thing from Cam Fry. Uh, it's great that Grayson's scoring. It's great that Williamsville has her and that she's able to find the back of the net and be a leader on this team. But Kyle, is maybe the strong showing of offense by Grayson Mirabile scoring most of these goals something to be a little concerned about as this season goes on? That's a tough one because you obviously want to have a player go off. I mean, that's that helps. But also you want to see your other players you know, get into the into the scoring and develop because it's it's a pretty young team, um, and so you want to see your young your young scores develop. And when when Grayson's taking most of the shots on the goal and making most of the goals, it's tough for them to develop. But it's not it's never a bad thing for someone to score a hundred goals in uh, their high school career, and it's never a bad thing for them to be ta- for someone to score a bunch of goals. Obviously, you want to see the young players develop, and uh, that that helps when they can get the ball and score. You know, we saw during boys soccer, you know, Cam obviously had a ton of goals and but they had some other players like, you know, Will Buttinger and all these other guys that could score as well. So, I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw that as well in this girls team. Yeah, some other uh, players with goals this season. Claire Carter, a freshman, she has five goals. Madison Rigdon, a sophomore, has one. And then another senior, Laura Romentz, she has four goals on the season. And I think it's great that Grayson has had this strong offensive season. But as we saw 
come playoffs with uh, the boys team, you know, Beardstown, they were kind of able to focus in on Cam Fry, and they really just tried to take him out of the game, and they ended up winning that game. So while this girls team's playing really well, and I think they're doing a lot of good, a lot of good things on the field, uh, I, I'd kind of like them to uh, expand that offense a little as the season progresses. All right, we will finish up this soccer segment with taking a look at the schedule this week. As I talked about, on Tuesday, they're away against Athens. Then on Wednesday the 13th, they return home for a game against Litchfield. And then they round out the week uh, Saturday the 16th against Peoria Christian. So three games this week. Simcoe, how do you see this trip going for the Lady Bullets? Well, they play you know, a conference game there, and those are always big. Um, you know, I think that they, they dropped one to Pleasant Plains, but we were talking about this earlier that there's not a whole lot of conference teams. So every time that you get a shot to play a conference foe, you got to go out there and play your best. So I think those conference games are obviously the most important. So in my opinion, those are the games that they need to focus on. I think that they have a good shot at winning them. Kyle, what are your thoughts on this week's schedule for the Lady Bullets? It's a t- it's honestly kind of a tough one. I mean, they got a twelve and one opponent um, coming up, and then you know a couple conference games in the mix, and then so those are obviously big games. I don't know. It's a big week. Get getting out of it with multiple wins, maybe even an undefeated clean sweep of the week would be fantastic. Obviously, but uh, you know, getting out with a couple of wins after a tough week would be be a little momentum for the soccer. What was that last game that you said? Uh, Peoria Christian away okay. in Peoria. Away, Ooh, away. That's a, that's a haul. Just, 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 just a quick hour and ten minutes. Yeah, drive. that'll be a tough game. Yeah, a cup, a, some good competition this week for the Lady Bullets. Uh, I think that the Lady Bullets beat Athens in a close game on Tuesday, and I think that they can have a clean sweep of wins this week. They've got the momentum from last week. Uh, you know, they beat North Mac five to one, then. They beat Carlinville eight to one. So in the last two games, they've outscored their opponents thirteen to two. And I look for Grayson Mirabli to continue dominating on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that they take the lessons that they learned in the Pleasant Plains game and they keep it going throughout the course of this season. So that brings us to the end of our soccer segment, and now we will move into softball. For this week's softball segment, we bring in Nellie Weller. Nellie, how are you doing today? I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Excited to uh, bring you on to the podcast. Hopefully we'll start bringing you in more often for these uh, softball segments because, you know, you call the games with me. Uh, we've had a great time this season and happy to bring you on to uh, the Williamsville Wire. So taking a look at the games yesterday, the Williamsville Bullets played two very good teams. First, they played Olympia and then East Peoria back to back. They dropped both of those games uh just some really good competition. Nelly, is there maybe a little bit of a disadvantage playing those two games back-to-back when the team you're playing in the second game has had a little bit of a rest? I think the fact that losing to Olympia that first game kind of puts the team in a not necessarily a downward spiral, but more of in a bad mood going into the second game against East Peoria, which they are a great team, and them having that break gives them more of an advantage. Yeah, taking a look at uh, the Olympia game, uh, the Williamsville Bullets had it tied at 3-3 three, three 
heading into the later part of that game. Olympia was able to put on a couple more runs and win that game, but you take a look at Olympia. They're a very good team. They are the one loss that Tri-City Sangman Valley has on the season, so it'll be interesting because uh, Williamsville plays Tri-City Sangman Valley tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But just taking a deeper dive into things, looking at the hitting stats for that Olympia game, Nicole Sinks batted at 500. Naomi Roberts had a 667 batting average, but there wasn't a lot happening on the offensive side of the ball uh, besides those two hitters right there. Uh, does that make it harder to uh, really keep the momentum going in any kind of game? I think the fact that those two did get hits gives the momentum kind of a boost, but just leaving them on base is really what gives the team a disadvantage. Now we'll just take a quick look over at the pitching stats for the Williamsville Bullets against Olympia. Hattie Bond pitched six innings, uh, six hits, six runs, four of those runs earned. She walked three, struck out three, hit one batter for an ERA of 4.667. You know, we've seen Hattie pitch well all season. Uh, she took on a very good team yesterday, but do you think that all these games that Hattie has pitched, you know, not a lot of relief for the Williamsville Bullets. Miranda Files, she got hurt earlier in the season. They kind of had to ease her back into the pitching role. Do you think that's maybe starting to take a toll on Hattie Bond as a pitcher? I think it is just because she's starting to feel more pressure as she's starting to get more exhausted going through the season pitching every game and feeling more pressure to do well as they're facing these tougher teams is definitely going to hit her soon. You know, the Bullets have played 54 innings this season. Hattie Bond has pitched 43.2 of them, so definitely going to be something to look for as the season goes on because that's been a lot of innings. And, you know, as I've said throughout the entire course of the season, she's a really good pitcher, but I'd love to see her have a little bit of help as Miranda Files starts to get healthier as this season goes on. But we will turn now and take a look at the East Peoria game. Uh, the hitting in the East Peoria game, you know, one of the big headlines was every senior hit a home run. What does that do for team confidence and team morale heading into the next week? That definitely gives the team a lot more confidence heading into this Tri-City game tomorrow because Tri-City is known to be Williamsville Softball's rival. But every senior hitting a home run in the last game they played definitely gives them a boost in their confidence and their leadership roles on the team, I, I'd say. Now we will take some time to preview the girls' softball schedule for the week. They start off tomorrow taking on Tri-City Sangamon Valley. That's a big matchup for the Lady Bullets, as you've talked about, uh, Nelly. It's kind of a rivalry game. Take us into maybe some of the keys for the game for this Williamsville Lady Bullets team. I think the rivalry definitely started when these seniors were freshmen because of how close the two groups of seniors are to each other because most of them play together during the summer with competitive ball and just having two groups of very talented seniors up against each other puts some rivalry there. And then also having Brad Sturdy, the coach of Tri-City, and the new coach, Steve Dennis, that's going to be a matchup to see. Yeah, Tri-City comes into this matchup with a 9-1 and record. Just taking a quick look through the schedule, both teams have played Pawnee. Uh, Tri-City beat Pawnee 10-0. Tri-City lost to Olympia 4-3, so it seemed like they could be pretty evenly matched uh, headed into tomorrow. 
we're expecting that Hattie Bond will most likely get the start as we saw her rest during the East Peoria game yesterday. Do you think that one game of rest is going to be big going into tomorrow's matchup? Yeah, I think it'll be enough considering she's been pitching every game all season. The one day of rest will definitely give her some strength for the tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game will be broadcasted live on the Williamsville Wire YouTube channel. Uh, that will be with me and Nellie Weller on the call. We hope that you tune in for that one tomorrow. I think that brings us to the end of this week's softball segment. Nellie, thank you for coming on, and we hope to see you again in the future. Now we will move into our final segment of the episode. Going to take a look at the WHS baseball team. We'll start by talking about their conference win over Riverton. Uh, I believe they beat Riverton 15-1 to on Monday, and then uh, some inclement weather kind of rained some other games out for them this week, but how big is it to get that first conference win under the belt? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously big. I mean, Riverton's, you know, close uh, close to Williamsville, so, I mean, it, it's it's obviously a rivalry that, that uh, has been going on for a while, and it's al- always nice to beat Riverton, I will say. So, big rivalry game, and come out with a 15-1 to win, that, that gives you momentum and confidence going into, a, you know, more conference games. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird with baseball. You usually don't play your first conference game, you know, till like several games into the season, just like this one. But Riverton has a young team, and uh, uh, this was just a win that Williamsville, you know, that they should have won. So just kind of keeping on the conference train here, the Williamsville Bullets play two conference games this week. On Tuesday, they take on North Mac at home, and then they play Auburn away on Thursday. Simcoe. With that first win against Riverton, how do you feel that the conference momentum keeps rolling for the Williamsville Bulls? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to. Although they're going to run into North Mac. North Mac beat us last year, I believe, by like six runs. They were it, they were a good team, and that was one of those games that Williamsville probably should have at least competed a little bit better. And probably I and I would go to say that they should have won. We had a good team last year, and they, we have a good team this year. I think that they'll be able to hang with this North Mac team. I think that they should beat North Mac. Um, they play Auburn. You know, Auburn has last year, I think we won by like five runs. That was to win the conference, if I'm remembering correctly, um, last year. And I believe we hit a few home runs over there. So, I mean, Auburn could give us some fits. But North Mac should be a tough one. Is North Mac home? Or North Mac's at home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd say we probably are. We should win. That yeah. Game. And then, yeah, two conference wins this week would be huge for the Bullets. You know, get their momentum up after a tough stretch of baseball games and weird weather and stuff like that and losing a few games here, losing a few games there, winning a big one, then losing, you know. It's been tough, but two conference wins would be huge this week. Yeah, last year when the Bullets traveled to Auburn, they there was definitely a lot of home runs hit that game by both sides. So I think it'll be fun to see if that uh, offensive power can kind of go on both sides of the uh, rivalry over there. But, you know, definitely the Bullets are going to look to get two conference wins, uh, you know. I think that there's going to be a lot of motivation going into this North Mac game. As as Simcoe and Hubie, Hubie talked about earlier, they did lose to North Mac last year. And then you always want to keep the conference rolling. You want to be able to control your own destiny in the conference. And there's a lot of solid teams in this conference. And of, as I've talked about for baseball, that's a game that any team can go out and win 
on any day. So you always got to bring your best game. And I think that if the Bullets bring their best game to each of these games, that uh, they should be able to walk away with two conference wins. So we've talked about the future uh, of this upcoming week. Now let's talk about uh, yesterday's games. We're recording this on a Sunday. They played two games. The first game against Tremont, we saw Trey Carter get the start, and he pitched very well in that game. Uh, the Bullets won that game 11-1, to and everything seemed to be working in that Tremont game. Nathan, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good game all around. Um you know, there. I think we had like one, one or two errors in that game. I think. I think I remember specifically one that Caden Griffiths makes, but that's a rare error, so you can't really do much about that. Uh, it was windy out there. It was kind of cold for that game. It got a lot nicer in the second game. Um, but we hit back-to-back home runs, which I'm sure we'll, uh, you were going to probably touch on. Um, that was a big inning. We, I think we scored three that inning. I think that we put up a seven spot the next inning. I think really everyone got in on the scoring. I remember, you know, Ross had that base hit down the line that scored two. Um, you know, a lot of people got in and, got in and, you know, got a lot of RBIs. So when your whole team is getting in on the scoring and the hitting, then you're sitting really well against a team like that. And that was a team that, a team that they definitely should have beat. And the pitching, you know, we've definitely seen, you know, pitching like that and that prepared us for that game. So you just talk about the big day that the Bullets had on offense, and Alex Keenan, he had a great day at shortstop. It felt like he was coming up and making every play that he could. Do you think that that's something, you know, the Bullets working that well, like we saw in that 11-1 win, that we could see again before the season ends? Yeah, absolutely. So we take some time to talk about the 11-1 to victory. Now we will move into the second game of the day, which was a 9-3 to loss to St. Joseph Ogden. And, you know, St. Joe, they came out, they had a lot of pitchers to throw at the Williamsville Bullets. Their starter, he had a great day on the mound, a left-handed pitcher. He had some zip behind his ball, and it just kind of seemed like the Williamsville Bullets struggled with that uh, just kind of a tough game all around there for Williamsville. How important is it that Williamsville can just kind of let that game roll off their shoulders and get back to how they were playing in that Tremont game? Well, you have to. Like, it's it's baseball. You have to just – you have to let that game go. And you just have to you – just, you just can't focus on that game. you got to focus on the next one. And, uh, you know, a loss to say SJO is not, you know, the worst thing because they, they have a D1 baseball player. But uh, it's not the worst thing ever. And, you know, look at the positives. Kyle Griffith hit it, no doubt, shot to left field. So that's that's a positive. Three runs, you know, we Yeah, I mean, it, Braden is a good pitcher, and he went out there and he made, specifically he made one mistake. That was that 0-2 pitch right down the middle, and that guy teed off on it. And he knew that he made a mistake. And that's a game that you can really learn from because – like Seth was saying, I remember I was sitting behind him on the call. They, Williamsville did get sloppy, and I believe they had five errors. Um, you know, there was that yeah, one fly ball that dropped. No one called it. Uh, there was a throwing error. There's just a few fielding errors. Drop. There was a drop fly ball. So just you know, you got to learn from those, and especially you know, you played yesterday, and you got to play tomorrow. So it's a tough, tough little thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that you know, starting. Braden Sailing, I, I like the decision to do it. I like the decision to get him out there, you know, uh, put him in a starting role as a freshman. He's going to be able to build on that going uh, into his later years of the career. And 
he saw a really good team yesterday, and uh, you know, St. Joe, he kind of held them in check the first couple innings, but eventually St. Joe just made the adjustments that they needed, and uh, you know, they started getting hits off of him, but you know, just kind of a rough game for the Williamsville Bullets, but I think that they're going to be able to get back into a groove come this week. I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Williamsville Wire. Uh, just keep checking our socials for announcements as we'd love to start getting into the community a little bit more, organizing some things. I know uh, we've kind of talked about the possibility of a flag football tournament. We're looking for uh, spaces for that. That would probably be ages 8th grade and up, so uh, we'll uh, release those announcements uh, if there's any announcements to make in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week.